Welcome to season two of the Summit Podcast with your co-hosts, Andrew March and Jeremy Terman. We invite successful people, including business executives, pro athletes, investors, and entrepreneurs to discuss how they define success and what keeps them driving each and every day. All we ask is that you rate and review the show if you found any value in the episode you're about to listen to. Once again, thanks for taking a listen and on with the show. Today's episode, we want to thank our sponsor, Fitzby, an athleisure company designed to re-inspire and facilitate your on-the-go lifestyle. Check out Fitzby at fitspi.com. That's fitspi.com and use code the summit30 for 30% off. Welcome to the Summit Podcast. We're super excited to be back. Thank you for letting us have a delay. It's because we have a fantastic lineup of guests that we're bringing on um, the next few weeks. So uh, we are lucky today to have one of the founding team members of Twitch, who now is the co-founder of Juked, a new social platform for esports fans dedicated to removing toxicity from the esports world. Ben's a former esports veteran, player, tournament organizer, commentator, um, basically an inspiration for myself. And uh, we're, we're very honored to have Ben on the podcast with us. So Ben Goldharbor, welcome to the Summit Podcast. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Well, Ben, we'll keep it consistent with every show. Tell, tell us how you define success. You know, my career has been a lot of serendipity from one thing to the next. So not always did I have a goal in mind when I started in, in my path in esports. It was really, this was my passion. This was my hobby. And then suddenly I found myself uh, pulled into it as a full-time career, joining the founding team at Twitch way back when. So it's not like I had this lofty goal to join and do esports full-time. Uh, it was something I thought that was going to be a hobby for the rest of my life. You know, maybe my biggest hobby, maybe the one I spend the most time on, maybe I could eventually make some money, but I never had a goal of let's work in esports full time. I just wanted to see this thing grow. Um, so for me, for the longest time, uh, the best interest of the industry, seeing more people come into the fold and more people uh, understand the amazing things that are happening and the, the amazing community that's here, that was what was driving me from day one. Um, so since 2010, since 2011, uh, I've been working really, really hard to try and play my part in, in growing this industry. Uh, and for me personally, that's been a big part of what I consider success. Um, obviously, you want to surround yourself with amazing people. Uh, you want to make a better, you know, make the world better. Uh, I think that that goes without saying. But for me personally, uh, esports has been my driving factor for what I consider uh, success in life. That's awesome. And how, you know, this seems like a big theme, you know, you've not only been a part of a very successful business in the streaming and esports and gaming world, but you've consistently stayed in that kind of same vein. What was your first exposure to this topic or industry or experience with esports and gaming in general? Like what was your first experience that really turned you on to all this? Yeah. I mean, uh, like many millennials, uh, I've been a lifelong gamer, uh, played games from the earliest, uh, earliest days, uh, and always was very competitive. I have two brothers, and we played uh, games like Smash Brothers, uh, Street Fighter, Mario Kart together, very, very competitively. Uh, but it wasn't until I first played my online, uh, my, my first online game that the whole concept of competitive gaming 
uh, became a big part of my identity. Um, it was all the way back in the early 2000s, actually, I think even late 1990s and 99 or 2000 with a game called Star Siege Tribes. And if you're really old school in, in the first person shooter, shooter ecosystem, you might remember that name. But I remember joining a server, and this is a competitive shooter, and seeing a clan tag next to somebody's name. And I, to this day, I can still remember what it felt like to see that and just be, I was just, what is this? I need to, what is a clan? How do I get into one? How do I find one? Um, and that was the moment that kind of like everything else came after. Um, it was seeing that clan tag and becoming part of the community, not just, hey, I'm playing this game. I may be competitive, I'm, but I'm here mostly to play. It changed at that moment to, I'm actually here mostly to be part of the community. Uh, and playing is actually secondary to that. Wow, I, I love that. I mean, I think it's one of those things where that that moment of you're like, whoa, like this is bigger than just the game. Like, what is this? And that curiosity drove you. Um, now, being a, a professional gamer is difficult. Like people don't understand that uh, professional gamers putting thousands, if not 10 plus thousand hours into these games. Now, obviously being with the pioneers, I see the players that we have on our teams, men and women, and the hours they dedicate is difficult. And, and most people that want to be pro really can't, and they just become casual, you know? So, so no, I mean, back then in the early thousands, like we're professionally sports teams are just getting spun up like evil geniuses and like TSM, like they're early, early, early days. So did you know all along that like you were going to get into this? Cause I mean, you, you got a degree in environmental economics. Like when you're going to school and you're still passionate about gaming, are you like, is this a hobby? Am I going to like do a, do something in life that's not gaming and just game on the side, you know, talk, talk me through kind of the evolution, you know, past, you know, understanding that, that clan tag. Absolutely. I had, uh, I did not think I would ever get a full-time job in esports. I just, I didn't, I didn't. Um, I mean, when I say I was a former professional player, this isn't a time before sponsors, before media rights, before monetization, uh, before anyone knew the term esports. In fact, we didn't even call it esports. I think we just said we played games competitively. That was it. Um, so uh, I was, you know, I like to say I was a professional player, but uh, it's kind of hard to even call it back then. Uh, so no, no, I didn't. I thought that this was going to continue to be a hobby. Um, in in college, I I was you know this uh, going to going to school in uh, from 2006 to 2010. This was kind of when green technology and climate change was really starting to become more mainstream, and it's something I'm passionate about. I want to help the world not burn up in a fiery. Uh, hellish existence. Um, but I, and I, I was passionate about that. So I was going to school to try and do that as a career. Um, but I kind of sucked at school because I was spending all my time doing esports stuff. I was organizing tournaments, I was commentating esports matches, which actually is what kind of led me to uh, get my the job at Justin TV later on is I was an early adopter of using Justin TV, of using Ustream when these live streaming platforms came out because I was commentating uh, games like Quake, uh, at games like Enemy Territory all the way back then. Um, yeah, and it was those connections that, that then led me after many years of just being in the community, eventually I got the connection to the Justin TV team and 
they were like, Hey, you want to join us full time? And I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I like green tech, but like, I love esports. That's what I, you know, that's my biggest passion. So like one of the, one of the questions, and there are a couple of themes that are kind of evolving out of this conversation. One of which is, you know, this, this, you know, the theme of community. And we'd love to dive into that in a little bit, but when you were thinking about, okay, career, you know, at the end of the day, like <clears throat> we got a pair of bills, you know, unless you've got, you know, wealthy parents who are happy to stroke checks and let you kind of just do whatever you want. But for people that are just consciously trying to find out the balance between what do I choose to pursue that will keep me energized and engaged and what's going to pay the bills in the short term or long term. So when you're thinking about that involvement in getting, you know, involved with Justin TV, you know, what was your thought process? Was there any thought process around like, how do I pay the bills? Is this industry going to be around? Or was it like, this is too good to be true. I'm young. I can take some risk. Like, what was your thought process um, when you were just thinking about this for the first time? I would say much more of the latter than the former. Um, you know, Justin TV was a small-ish startup at the time, 25 people uh, or so when I when I joined the company before the launch of Twitch. Uh, but in my mind, that was already uh, a you know a great opportunity. You know, I I wasn't considering the risk of a startup. I didn't even really know anything about startups at the time, if I'm being honest. Uh, so this was a job, a salary, getting to put all of my time into esports uh, was not something I was going to turn down at that point. So, so you, so you went to college, started a career in, you know, green energy, you were applying the passion of, Hey, I can make the world a better place. This is gonna, you know, this is going to be a good career. And then all of a sudden, like someone comes, like you, you get the opportunity through casting. And I mean, I, I assume like putting yourself out there and commentating matches and being in the community, what I've found and learned so far is it's a pretty open community in the gaming space. Like everyone, there's this like fight of like the gamer matters. And like now that like gaming has become so mainstream, it's like, uh, yeah, like gaming is bigger than every traditional sport. Like more people watch the League of Legends uh, championship than the Super Bowl. Um, so it's like, this is like mainstream now. So you've definitely seen like society evolve in the element. Um, so, so when you first joined, like how did talk to me about like how that realigned your goals then? Because like, first you're like, okay, Hey, I know that I'm going to go into green energy. I'm going to make the world a better place. And then it was like, I'll just work here and kind of see where the path takes me with like no intention. And then you shift gears. You're like, okay, I can do this. Is it literally just as simple as I'm just going to like ride this space out? Or did you start to see the future begin to unfold and you could kind of see the industry evolving? You're like, hey, if I get here, this will evolve to this, that will evolve to that. Like, was there any like thought process of like what this looks like more long term? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just to give some context, before I even started working at Justin TV, I was already putting 10, 20 or more hours per week into esports, uh, whether that be hosting streams or commentating or tournament organizing, um, doing podcasts, doing shows. It was that eventually I actually built a website with a couple friends uh, way, way, way back in 2009, even before joining Justin TV, that aggregated esports streams for different platforms. And um, I was already pouring at least 20 hours a week into this um, at the time. Uh, so, you know, I think once I was given the opportunity to actually collect a paycheck and some more resources to, 
not just do my own thing and try and push the industry in the right direction, but really substantially help grow the industry and uh, give back to the industry and uh, help people start to monetize and help people find new audiences. Once that was something I could do through Justin TV, um, you know, th there was really no looking back. I mean, I don't think I ever really considered uh, leaving uh, it, it for the first six, seven years I was there because we were just every single month, every single year, esports was growing exponentially. Um, and I in no way uh, want to take any credit personally for it, but Justin TV, Twitch, I mean, Twitch was a big part of making esports blow up. I was not visible before Twitch to the mainstream audience. So um, being able to be in that position where I was actually making an impact on not just a little little corner of the industry, but actually broadly across the industry um, was about the coolest thing for me. So kind of going back to the, you know, the community of people in esports and gaming in general, you know, what impact has the community had on you? You know, you, you've mentioned wanting to have an impact on the community, see it grow, see it thrive, you know, bring these opportunities to gamers. Um, you know, but what, what impact has the community had on you and how has that changed over time? And how has that, you know, kind of shaped your views for what's possible in the future? Yeah. I mean, when you talk about the esports community, uh, it's not even one, one amorphous thing, right? It's actually 25 different games that are, I mean, arguably 50 different games, honestly, if, uh, if you're going to the long tail of esports. Um, so I think the diversity of thought across like different esports and different games is something that has really impacted me. Um, for example, I don't really play fighting games. I was, that wasn't my jam. I was a first person shooter player, uh, but I was so in love with just the concept of competitive video gaming and esports becoming a medium that people could find a career in and find fame and find family and find community uh, that I, I was wrapped up in pretty much any esport event I could go to, which included an event in Northern California called NorCal Regionals. It was the biggest fighting game tournament in the San Francisco area once a year. Um, and I started going to that uh, just because I wanted to see what was going on there. And I mean, back then, it was kind of like the fighting game was fighting game community was kind of like F esports, like we're not esports, we're our own thing. Um, and but going there and just making friends and, you know, having a couple of beers and getting a little rowdy and, and going back and forth and like being like, no, we are all one. We are all one group. We are all doing this because we love the community and because we're doing this together. Um, so I think that's that's been one thing I've really enjoyed about getting into esports and getting super involved is just the super diverse set of communities that you'll see out there. They're they're all different. They're all unique. Uh, some of them are very insular, um, and some of them are not. Um, but you know, finding ways to weasel my way in and become friends has uh, been a a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fascinating to think about like how many different industries. In our in the last couple of decades, have people like truly been able to be to be on the forefront, right? Like cannabis is one of those industries that I think of where it's like, think about the companies that like I have friends at Dutchy or, or Leafly and Weed Maps. And you know, you're starting to see these like massive companies be built that are just kicking off the industry. And and you're right, like Twitch was that company, and you see other companies, you know, YouTube and uh 
you know, Facebook and what was it? One of the ones that shut down. Um, on 3D, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, so like you, you, you make sure you see these platforms that like we're trying to really ride the wave, but like you, you guys saw the forefront technology, and so because you're there and like you're scaling that industry and like literally bringing this to, this to life, there's like why, like why would you not keep doing it? So at, at one point you did. You, you said, hey, I'm done. I'm gonna go start my own thing. So like how did you know when like you got to a point where was it like the impact wasn't enough? The company was too big. You were like, Hey, I like know there's more to do and there's more to tackle. So I can start this again. Like, obviously like you just rode this thing for, you know, seven, eight, nine years. And you, you saw this industry come to life and then you're like, you know what? Time to hit reset. Talk me through that. Yeah. That was a super, super tough time to, to make that decision to, uh, uh, leave Twitch and pursue my own thing. Uh, I mean, I think it was it was a couple of different things. Twitch had just gotten so big at that point, uh, grown from under 25 people to 1,500 or so at the time that I, I ended up bouncing in, in 2018. Um, and for me, there's a couple reasons. I think, I think three, really. One is my job at Twitch had begun to stray away from esports over time, which I didn't mind. Look, I'm a gamer. I like all kinds of gaming stuff. Um, my team ran Twitch's social media. My team ran all of the front page curation on Twitch. We did original content uh, and shows like Twitch Weekly uh, and our original content at TwitchCon and event. This was all a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I really, really enjoyed it. And I got to sneak in some esports work uh, uh, here and there. But I had strayed away from what I was super passionate about, which was esports. Um, and I also wanted to build this esports hub from day one. I had pushed the concept of a one stop shop for esports that has everything you need to know about all of your favorite games and building that sense of community internally for years and years and never got any traction with it. Um, I think Twitch philosophically is a platform. And what I was proposing was more of a little bit of editorial and a, and a little bit of social functionality that kind of strayed away from Twitch's core competency of, of streaming. Uh, so I had pitched this internally probably a dozen times over the years, and it just it, it was it became clear to me that it wasn't going to happen within the company. Um, and and at a certain point, I'm like, look, I, I'm not able to grow my team to do the things that I want to do. And the exit with Amazon for a billion dollars was, was great for me. So I had the financial stability to say, okay, I'm out. Um, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to jump into doing Juked. Um, I don't think we had the name back then. Uh, uh, but to pursue this idea of finally unifying the this, you know, numerous, numerous myriad esports communities kind of in one place. Uh, was something that I just really, really wanted to do. So I, I pulled the trigger. So for Jeremy gave a brief intro of what Juke <clears throat> is, but could you summarize for people who are either jumping in now or have been listening all along and they're like, all right, I've heard Juke a few times. What is Juke? What does it do? And then, you know, after you've been able to share it, what is, you know, what is the long-term vision for this thing? Yeah. Juke is a vertical social network for esports fans that, is basically taking the best of a product like Reddit and combining it with the best of a product like ESPN. Um, so we've got esports news, scores, schedules, and more. And then we also have a user-generated content 
uh, feed where you're seeing all of the content uh, in, like that, that we're talking about, news, scores, schedules, uh, breaking, uh, breaking news, player transfers, score, uh, you know, live scores and updates about the teams you care about alongside content that's being generated by our everyday users. Um, big part of the reason we decided to build Juked is because we had been talking to fans for years and, and gaining market research and um, just trying to go deep on, hey, what are the problems that you face in esports today? What are the issues that you wish you could change about esports? And one of the top things that we heard so often was, I am sick and tired of the toxicity of Twitch chat, of Reddit, of Twitter. I don't, you know, the, we kept hearing these quotes like almost verbatim over and over. I don't even go to Reddit anymore. I don't even tweet because I'm afraid of people jumping down my throat and, uh, and the hot takes. And Twitch chat, I mean, is almost the, the worst of the three when it comes to just the negativity and the spam and the toxicity. So what we're setting out to do is create a social platform which is super focused on esports fans and esports specific features with the North Star of removing toxicity, at least to the greatest extent that we possibly can so that you can have um, a civilized discussion that goes a little bit deeper than surface level. Yeah, and, and Ben, I mean, it, it's just so fantastic. Again, being in the industry for only two plus years, I mean, I played, you know, the traditional FIFA, Madden, Call of Duty growing up. And so, you know, had some exposure, but never to the competitive side. And until my brother was like a 16 years old watching YouTube. And I was like, what are you doing? And like, why are you following these influencers? Like go outside and play sports. And I like was so naive to like the whole world that's happening. Um, and then now being as part of the organization, like understanding that like athletes want to be gamers and gamers want to be athletes. And they're, they're two in the same. It's like, we think these worlds are so different, but it's like, we have chiefs football players as pioneers. I have, former basketball players and the Wimbledon champion as a pioneer, you see Kyler Murray's with orgs. It's like, you see it becoming so much more mainstream um, and like being able to centralize that data of like all the different sports. I mean, I love rocket league. There's, you know, you got halo, you got Valorant, like all these new esports that are building and scaling right now. It's like, how do you stay up to date with it? It's very difficult yeah. and challenging. For, for some context, you know, ESPN had esports for a while, right? And it was, it was on there. So there was a whole editorial section. They shut it all down. I would, I'd just be curious to get your thoughts on, you know, to see a company, you mentioned Reddit, obviously has Reddit threads. Twitter is Twitter. ESPN, as you talk about, you're the combination of Reddit and ESPN. They did that. What do you, like, did that, does that validate your thesis of them doing it and then getting out of it because they didn't realize it or kind of talk me through like from a business strategy. It's like you saw the a business that you looked at, you're like, hey, we want to be parts of that. Saw them do it and saw them pull out. What did that help teach you? Well, I, it taught me that uh, ESPN doesn't know what they're doing because esports e is the future and it's not going anywhere. Uh, every single giant esports tournament this year has broken the record for the previous year from viewership. Every single one of them. Um, this weekend is the League of Legends World Finals. It's going to have 50 million concurrent viewers. I mean, easily. Um, the CSGO major is happening this weekend. It already broke a million concurrent viewers. The International broke three and a half million concurrent viewers, like, which is a new record. So esports is still on the uptrend. Um, there's been a lot of hype in esports, right? And some people feel like it's not justified, right? But I think if you look at the 10-year, 20-year lens, we are 
going to, I mean, we're going to look at 2021 uh, and be like, wow, it was so small back then, I think. Um, so I do think we're still at the really early stages of this industry. Uh, I have extreme confidence that as millennials grow up and have kids, we're going to teach our kids about esports and, and, and less about traditional sports. Not that I'm, I still like traditional sports myself, but um, I do think esports is the future. I think it was a very short-sighted move on ESPN's side. Um, and I think more opportunity for us. I mean, um, I do want to be very clear with you both and, and the listeners, Juke does not ESPN. We are not creating original content. We are a social media product. When I say we are taking the best of ESPN, I mean the scores, the news, the schedules. We're aggregating all of that information into our platform. But really what we're interested in doing is creating conversations around that, that information. So we are not a media site. Um, there are a lot of media sites out there that are doing great work in esports. Uh, Dot Esports comes to mind. Um, Upcomer comes to mind. We're bringing their content into our platform and, and creating, a you know, using all of the scores and schedules and news and information, player profiles, team profiles. You know, we've got the, uh, the Kansas City Pioneers on our platform where you can follow them and get a push notification when they're playing and build a community on our app for, for the pioneers. So that's really what we're doing. Um, I forgot your original question, but anyway, um, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's definitely exciting today and it will continue to be exciting because the industry, even though it's grown and has evolved over the past five, 10 years, it's still pretty nascent. And so when we are all plugged in literally by, you know, matrix status in 2025 <laughs> years, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, kind of shifting back to that, you know, question around success, but pivoting slightly is, yeah. you know, in that time frame, kind of, you know, what is your, how would you define success for Juke in that, in that period of time? Because it's exciting what you're doing, building the community, providing these resources, connecting these people in this way, and especially in the way where it's, you know, preserving the integrity of the environment while keeping out the stuff that's not healthy or beneficial or adding, you know, value to people's lives, the toxicity, toxicity, as you mentioned, but like, what is that 20 year vision? If we were to fast forward to that time, you know, what would you say would be the, the success of that? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think what we're seeing right now is, um, especially after, uh, being quarantined for two years and spending way too much time on social media, um, people are overwhelmed by the chaotic and toxic and spammy nature of modern social media platforms. Uh, the anonymity just doesn't make for a great, a great situation in a lot of gaming platforms. Um, so what we're what we're really excited about doing is creating a social experience that's pure and targeted for a specific vertical, uh, that being esports to start and then eventually expanding onto gaming. So I think our, our kind of pie in the sky dream is to be the social platform where esports and gaming fans find a sense of identity and find a sense of community. Um, I, I personally have begun using a, a whole bunch of vertical social network apps a lot more recently, and I'm really enjoying the experience because you can meet other people who are truly passionate about similar interests, whether that be TV shows or trading stocks with stock twits, or even if you're a hiker, you can use all trails and find a community and discuss 
the conditions on the trail. There's things that you can do on these platforms that you can't do on, on other social platforms. Um, so that's what we see the future of Juke being uh, is the place where an esports or gamers identity lives, where all of their friends and connections are, are aggregated into one place, uh, pulling in all of the metadata um, from their connections um, on, uh, on gaming platforms, other social platforms, so that you kind of have a unified hub where you feel your gaming identity lives. And I guess to your point of the metaverse and the 25 year future, um, you know, I think we are living our lives more and more online for better or for worse. It's an inevitable trend. Uh, and I think if you can express your fandom and if, you can ex if this is your biggest passion in life, then you should have a place that's completely dedicated to that passion. Um, so that's, that's what our vision is for, for Juked. I love that. Well, Ben, if people want to get involved or join the platform, what are the best ways for them to get involved with Juked? Yeah, we actually just launched the alpha of our mobile app three weeks ago. Uh, so we're still in a limited testing phase. You can go and register to get early access, app.juked.gg. Uh, we've got all the information about the features that the product has today. Uh, and you can go ahead and register. We'll bring you onto the app as quickly as we can. Uh, we've got a lot of interest right now. So we're, we're still trying to grow in a way that we're bringing on the right people into the product and starting the community off the right way, uh, you know, toxicity is a big issue for us. So we are personally and manually kind of bringing in people right now. But if you go ahead and register app.juke.gg, we'll make sure to invite you uh, as we do grow and scale over the next couple of months. We love that. Well, Ben, um, we definitely appreciate the time on here. We, we like to close by, and I think this will be an interesting take um, hearing from you and your industry of like, you know, what companies, what businesses, what products, what industries are the most fascinating to you right now from an innovation perspective? And like, what, what do you have your eye on? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around Web3 as everyone is, I think. Uh, even the people who are the most bullish on it still can't give me the perfect application just yet. But I do think that uh, um, Web3 is an incredibly interesting model, just allowing people to... I mean, coming back to the whole communities um, concept of allowing communities to grow around brands, around teams for the pioneers, around influencers, around games, and then actually owning a piece of that and actually contributing to their uh, uh, contributing to its success in a more meaningful way, I think, uh, is really interesting. Um, so you know, we're definitely eyeing that for the future of Juked as well. Um, if I'm looking at companies that really inspire me, um, hmm, I don't know. I'm the biggest Google fanboy in the world just because I think Google is making my life better every single day with just making it more convenient and better. Um, hmm, I guess they jump to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Google's a fantastic company. Well, Ben, yeah. we've definitely loved to have you on the podcast. Hope we've, uh, added a few more Juke loyalists, um, to, to the fan fan club from today. And, you know, it's really great diving into your story and learning more. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Summit Podcast. If you found any value in this episode, all that we ask is that you rate and review our show and share it with one person. That could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be a family member. Doesn't matter, just one person. 
If you have any questions or feedback or want to give ideas for guests, please visit our website and drop us a line there. Our website is thesummitpodcasts.com. That's the Summit podcasts.com and you can also find us on social media under the handle the summit podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>